You're just gonna stay angry at God for the rest of your Whether it's popular or not, we're seeking out what pleases the Lord. All right, friends, we are back this week with our guest, Christina. So, Christina, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me again. Thanks for having me back. Of course. How has it felt um, sharing your story over the last week? How have you been feeling? Um, I'll be honest, I was really nervous when I first um, did that first episode and I was a little bit anxious and just the whole process, I guess, getting this out into the open um, on such a public platform is a little bit scary, but I, I walked away from it just like obviously anxious, but proud of myself, you know, just for bringing it to the light and, um, you know, with the hope and prayer that this reaches people you know, the right people. Um, so I'm just, I'm being positive about it. And I'm just, um, you know, we'll see what, what happens from here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know it's a kind of an overwhelming feeling to talk about it in general and to relive these things from the past, but then to talk about it where other people are listening, it can be, you know, it's a lot, a lot of emotions right. at one time, um, yeah. which is why we break it into so many episodes because, to get it all out into, at one time, it would be too much for anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely thankful that you are here with me again. So last we spoke, you went straight to the mall, got your ears pierced, um, <laughs> threw yeah. away all the jean skirts, um, mm-hmm. which the feedback on that, people were like, that was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh. Because um, it's like, yes, like, okay, we're, you're just, you went for it. Yep. Um, what initial feelings did you have? Did when you got your ears pierced, did you feel guilt? Did you feel freedom? Was there any like mixed feelings about what you were doing? Oh, for sure. Mixed feelings, a hundred percent. Because again, this was my foundation that I had essentially ripped out from underneath me, (laughs) you know, in the hopes of, you know, living a different, but better life, uh, just because I knew there was better things out there, but I still had those ideologies in my head and all the things that I had been taught. And so getting my ears pierced was really, really exciting, but it was also very scary as well. You know, you have the perception of, oh, no, women don't adorn themselves in jewelry. We don't we don't get ears or ears pierced or anything pierced. Um, So there was just there's always that like hesitation in the back of my head. But overall, the sense of freedom and the sense of um just excitement and knowing that there was something better on the way like I think that kind of overpowered it but still I I definitely had those the negative thoughts and the residual effects of you know everything that I had been taught in the UPC about jewelry and you know with my skirts like wearing pants and stuff like I would still catch myself like you know out in public in pants just kind of like feeling a little bit awkward which is so silly like I look back on it and I'm like you poor girl (laughs) like (laughs) literally nobody cares but that's just how it is you know like you're branching out into something that it's it's an it's unknown territory but it was also liberating at the same time it was is is a lot of back and forth that's for sure yeah what do you think um was the hardest change for you when it came to your appearance, whether it be the pants, cutting your hair, the jewelry, what do you think was the hardest one for you to go through? 
Um, for sure. Like, I think just the clothing in general. I didn't know how to dress outside of the UPC, you know, and that was that was a little frustrating because like I didn't really you know we don't we don't keep up with the worldly styles and not that I wanted to dress like you know provocatively or anything but like I just you know it was it's kind of like going to visit a different country and like acclimating to like their culture it was like that but you know we're going from the UPC organization very strict very rigid with their structure and their guidelines and standards to essentially the free world. (laughs) And so, you know, I I think a little bit of everything, like I wanted to wear makeup so bad, but I didn't know how. (laughs) I still don't know how. Listen, you are in good company then (laughs) because I I struggle so bad. Why can't it work? (laughs) Like I will try my hardest, but I'm like, this doesn't look right. And it's, it probably looks fine. It's just, you know, for so many years, I just did without it. Um, so it, it's gotten better. <laughs> Happy yeah. to report. It's gotten a little bit better, but still like, <clears throat> you know, I think it's just like the cultural things, like, um, keeping on top of like the current styles and stuff like that. When you're in the UPC, it's easy. You know, you have a set, a set, um, wardrobe, and you yes. follow that to a T. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even now, I mean, I've been out of it for over over 10 years. And I feel like their styles are like, I feel like a lot better than what I had back in the day. Agreed. <laughs> so. Agreed. Um, did you end up going to any other churches after you left the UPC? I did. Um, that was a whole, like entering a whole new world. Um it's very interesting. So I was kind of going through my notes and um, I'm actually reading uh, from recommendation of one of the past guests, reading the the book that Jill Dillard from um, the Duggar family that she wrote. And if you haven't read it or thinking about reading it, just get it. It's really good, especially if like you're transitioning out of the UPC. Like there's so many similarities with their their church organization and ours and just the overall transition out of that organization very similar so she talks about like one time she you know she went to her first non-denominational church and she said she was so not distracted but she was just so overwhelmed like she was just looking at everybody because everybody looked so different versus her church that she grew up in um everybody looked the same you know, skirts, all that stuff. Um, But at this new church, she noticed that people had earrings, they had makeup, they wore pants. You know, um, she mentions one of the worship leaders had a nose ring. And that was all like really fascinating to her because it was like, they were not doing it out of a spirit of rebellion. They were just living. (laughs) They were just existing. And that's, they they just happened to wear pants. So that was a very same thing for me as well. It took a little bit for me to get comfortable with the idea of, you know, that's going to sound so judgmental, but like, I had such a hard time. Um, I had such a hard time with, um, you know, seeing somebody on the, the platform with, with earrings and makeup, just because that wasn't what I was used to. Right. And so I had really, I had to get used to that. And that was really hard. That was really hard. It was like, it was going against everything that I had been raised with. And so it was just, you know, 
it took a little while, but then I started realizing, I'm like, wow, like the spirit of God actually moves here, even though they're wearing pants, even though they look way different than what I'm used to. Yeah. And so, you know, that those were my first experiences. I remember going to my first non-denominational Christian conference. Um, and, you know, the conferences, conventions in the UPC, I feel like it's just a big fashion show and it's just a big show to like um, show off what you have <clears throat> with the big updos and the outrageous outfits and stuff like that and the Louis Vuitton bags and, you know, it's just a show. But at this conference, like people literally wore jeans and sweatshirts and Nikes and they were so casual. And that was like the very first time that I'd really, really felt the presence of God as strongly as I did. And I want to say even stronger than I had ever felt, felt it outside of a UPC church. <clears throat> and that was, that was a, my, like, my mind was blown. I'm like, wow, like, I finally felt free to worship the way that I felt like I was meant to. And that was like another one of like my moments of freedom and just overall relief. I remember thinking this is what heaven is going to look and sound like. And so you know, I feel like God gave me those moments to realize, like, okay, you made the right step. You, you're going in the right direction. Like, everything's going to be okay. Wow, how comforting. Like, that's just, it warms my heart. It was really beautifully said um, to be able to have those moments outside um, because you're told that this is it in the UPC. This is where God moves. This is how he moves. And it's under these specific circumstances. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, like that's ingrained in you. That is like drilled into your head from day one. Like, you know, there's no other church like our church and God's only going to move here. But when you finally experience that outside of the organization, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how can this be? Like, these people aren't wearing skirts or these women aren't wearing skirts and they don't have their hair all crazy done. And People are literally just normal people <laughs> here. Yeah. And how could it be that God can move so strongly, if not more, in this environment, you know, when all these, you know, things aren't checked off the list, you know? And so I'm, I'm so thankful for those moments because I feel like that kind of grounded me outside of the UPC. Absolutely. Um, so that leads me to my next question. Where do you find your beliefs now that you are removed from the UPC? Um, I'm still a believer. Um, I do believe there's a God. Um, he, I just, I guess my perception is different though. Um, I don't believe he's this big scary man in the sky who is just waiting, you know, to strike me down and condemn me to hell if I wear pants <laughs> or have a glass of wine. Um, I truly believe that he's just a God of complete love and peace and compassion um, more so than what more so than what I've been taught and more than what I can even imagine. Um, I feel like he's a God who just wants us to enjoy life, you know, obviously as long as we're not being jerks <laughs> in the yeah. world and, and, you know, being horrible people who just make everybody else's life a living hell. Like I feel like, I feel like God is pleased with us. Like he's, you know, he's not so drilled into standards and 
plus all these standards are man-made so I feel like God's like, okay, relax, guys. <laughs> it's not that serious. Yeah. Which is so funny because it's like, I feel like my belief in God and just my overall faith has been strengthened being outside of the church, outside of the UPC church, <clears throat> which is crazy to me because, you know, they um, they say that they're all about that, about having a strong relationship with God and stuff like that. But you know, that's not necessarily the case. And so, yeah, outside of the UPC, now that I've left, I feel like my my beliefs are a little bit stronger than what they were when I was actually in them, in the UPC. Yeah. And what do you think the hardest part for you personally uh, was with leaving? Um, I think initially it was just the unknown. <clears throat> Um, like I said, my entire foundation was built in this church with these types of people. This is all I had ever known. This is what I grew up with. Um, and so I felt like my identity and everything that I was belonged to this church and to this organization. And so taking the church and the organization away, it was like, who am I? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess that's the beauty of this whole thing anyways, is I was able to, you know, I still have a little... A little, a little bit of a journey to com- to complete, but I feel like it's discovering what it, who am I, and what do I want to do, and you know how can I be, you know, a reflection of God in my own way, and so yeah, I guess to go back to your question, it's just the hardest part was just the unknown and not knowing what I would do with myself. <laughs> Or with my life. Right. Because they tell us that when you leave, all of these horrible things are waiting on the other side for you. And so it's kind of like you leave and then you wait. Like, okay, so where are the horrible, you know, is this it? (laughs) You know, is this about to happen? Is this about to happen? And then, you know, you start to discover like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not going to be like they said it was going to be. Exactly. Exactly. So, but you don't know that. You don't know that, you know, that part doesn't come until a little bit later after you've left the church and start to realize like, oh, okay, like this is what life is and let me kind of navigate this. And it's hard to like not have the, I guess, the covering of the church that, you know, you're so used to. Now you're just kind of like out in the world, like all by yourself. Although I did have like, you know, my husband and just different people in my life that had left, um, which helped for sure. Cause we can kind of navigate those emotions a little bit better together, but it, it definitely was scary and unnerving. Absolutely. Um, talk to me about the best part of leaving. Um, the best part of leaving is understanding that there's an entire world, an entire life outside of the UPC, um there's more to life than only church uh, which has definitely taken a long time to get used to because like I said being a church kid being born and raised in the church and always being at the church when the doors are open um you know that was a huge priority in my life and so being outside of that now and understanding that it's okay to rest on the weekends (laughs) Yeah, it's okay to take the Sunday morning for you and your family. Um, it's okay to just breathe and relax, you know, and just take that extra day and 
you know, I, I feel like that's how we were meant to live this life that God gave us. And, um, you know, we, we still attend church, um, but definitely not as regularly or as rigorously as we used to. Um, and oddly, there, there's peace in that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, so I did want to ask you, what made you feel like you were ready to share your story? Because some people go back and forth about sharing. Um, what was it that was your deciding factor of, okay, I'm ready to talk about the things that I experienced? Um, I think it was just the realization that there's people in the organization still that are still struggling just the same way I did right before I sent that email to my pastor saying that I was, I was going to be leaving. Um, I wrote down here, while there is nothing significant about my story, I feel like by sharing it could possibly resonate with someone who's struggling with the idea of leaving. Uh, My small stories and experiences could be something that they can say, I've experienced that too, and be the one thing that helps them understand that they're not and will never be alone in this internal struggle to leave. Um, But that's all of our stories. And I think there's so much beauty in that because as I stated already, the sense of community in the UPC is something that I had always missed since leaving. But I realized after hearing and reading everyone's story who has preceded mine, there's a sense of community in this project. Like one of the last guests, it's like trauma bonding. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why, Um, just because I want my stories to reach um, specifically those who are in it and are struggling and are questioning and are doubting and are afraid, you know, essentially to leave. Um, but I wanted, you know, I want them to know that it's okay. Um, absolutely. So if it's okay, um, so by doing this podcast and sharing my experiences, there are three main people that I want to address. Um, If that's okay, I'll start. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So the first group is to those who are you, excuse me, to those who are in the UPC. um, I pray that you would listen to each of these stories with an open heart and willingness to understand the impact that the organization has had on each of these people. And if you're a leader who has no intent in leaving, please listen carefully. I ask that you listen to the hurt and struggle that each of us have endured in the time that we were in the organization. Listen for the patterns of hypocrisy, double-sidedness, and an overall theme of hurt caused by those in higher leadership roles. I pray that you would use these stories as a tool to do better. As you have heard, the repercussions of our experiences are almost never positive. Understand that you are a leader, as God has called you to be understand the weight of that title. Understand that this power that you have to influence others, especially young people, is going to have an impact that can be negative or positive on their future. Um, The next group of people that I wanted to address are to those who are in the UPC but still questioning and wondering if they should stay or go. I see you. We see you. I understand the gravity of the idea of leaving is enough to leave you breathless. The Bible talks about faith over and over and over again, but it's not until we get to a crossroads where it's faith that we need to lean into in order to make a change, but it's the hardest thing. As I mentioned previously, me leaving the UPC was was as if I was ripping out the foundation that I had been raised on from underneath me. 
the questions and doubts that you have, don't be afraid to press into those. As human beings, curiosity is in our nature. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to not agree with something. It, but it's not okay for someone to use their power over you to silence you and make you follow blindly into a world that may confuse and hurt you. Understand that if you are leaning more into the option of leaving, it's a big world out here. I won't lie, it's scary at first, but stepping out into the world without the shadow of the UPC church looking over you 24 seven, here there's true freedom. And finally, to those who have left, I'm proud of you. Just like myself and those who have preceded me on this podcast, we are proud of you. I understand the internal struggle that you fought in leaving. I understand the loneliness you might feel being that you are no longer connected with the church. There's no more umbrella or hedge of protection from the pastor who might have used their power to guilt you into thinking anything outside of the unrealistic standards that they so often reminded you of. I understand the feeling of confusion as to what to believe in now. Having to deconstruct and deprogram your way of thinking so as to understand the things that you were so used to believing were going to hinder you from God's love and goodness aren't actually going to do that. And maybe even walking through the resentment and bitterness that come along after realizing the extent of spiritual and psychological abuse that leadership and others may have committed against you. You are now free, free to formulate your own thoughts and actions and all without the daunting task of making sure that these thoughts and actions always line up with the ideas of men that have been preached from a pulpit for centuries. What to do now? You live. <clears throat> Understand that there's so much love and joy out there that you were created to experience. Yes, a, light, a life outside of Dr. Pepper, long jean skirts, bobby pins, safety pins, and collared long sleeve shirts in 90 degree weather. <laughs> Whether you believe in God or not, or maybe you're confused as to what to believe in anymore, try not to overthink it. Just lead with love and kindness. And if you've ever considered therapy but were too scared of the stigma associated with it, just try it. I promise you things get better. It's easy to think of us being complete outcasts, like the island of misfit toys, or better yet, the backsliders but understand that there is a whole group of us who are here to support you. You are not alone. Thank you so, so much for that. That is so well said. Um, I do have one more question that I know we didn't talk about before that I feel like it's important to get your feedback and your point of view from as a mom. Mm -hmm. How is it now um, with a daughter? <laughs> looking back at the way that the church um, treated women and girls specifically now that you are outside and you've got one of your own. Um, can you just speak to that really quick on, on how that your view is when you look at that now? Absolutely. I just, now that I'm a mom, my daughter's five and she's growing up and she's involved in all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I'm I'm living vicariously through her. Yes. <laughs> She's in all the things. And um she brings so much joy and light to our lives. And I can't imagine constricting her and keeping her from from 
being her creative bubbly self in the name of oh no make sure she looks this way you know in the name of standards and guidelines and I just I feel like I was stripped away of all of that of my my true self and it started at a young age and I realized that and it's kind of sickening to look back and realize the control the true amount of control, like the incredible amount of control that the church has over families, over people. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that I'm not a part of that and that I don't have to subject my daughter to that and I don't have to conform to their ideologies that are eventually going to sexualize her and to make her out to be like she's, you know, she needs to be covered up and she needs to be, you know, living a certain way. Like I'm her mom and I'm going to parent her the way that I see fit. And I'm just thankful that I don't have to like conform to all those standards. I'm so thankful, but it also, you know, outside of like my own self and my own family, it makes me really sad. It makes me really sad that there's young, young girls in the organization still that are very much struggling with the same things that I struggled with when I was young. Um, and so that's why I think that's, it all comes back to this, to this project that you so, you know, courageously started. And I'm so thankful that you did just because I feel like there's voices that need to be heard. Um, and hopefully down the line, these young girls will understand that they're not alone. 